It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast, multimedia journalist, graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic and my graphic design. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at LockedOnDiamondbacks for the podcast Twitter handle. And at Creator Thomas Twenty Four for my personal handle, where I tweet a lot about the D backs and the games, and I like to live tweet a lot of the games. So go follow me there at Creator Thomas Twenty Four on Twitter. Now for today's pod, I want to talk about last night's game. Of course, the D backs all of a sudden back to back wins, looking like they're on a little roll right now. So we'll get into what they did last night against the Houston Astros, and then we'll talk a little bit about. Luke Weaver's start today and what it can mean for the D-backs and the season as a whole. But first, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll reach to the most reasonable round. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about last night's D-backs win. So, watching the game last night, I thought this was going to be one of those cases where we see a pretty solid, another great start from Zach Gallen. But I thought the D-backs offense was going to falter once again. I thought after that amazing 14-run performance the night before, I thought maybe the D-backs were coming back to, you know, coming back to earth. And they were for the first five, six innings, you know. Zach Allen was pitching great again. Just gave up a a run in the fourth inning and a solo home run to Altuve in the sixth. He went his normal six innings like he's been going almost every start now. Six strikeouts, uh, two two earned runs, one walk allowed. He has a 2-8-1 ERA on the season. He threw 92 pitches, so he might have been able to even go maybe a seventh inning, maybe at least six and two-thirds, but... This guy, Zach Gallon, I've been telling you guys, I'm going to keep clamoring about it after every start he has because I told you guys that he was the real deal and he has not disappointed yet. He doesn't have, you know, he's not overpowering with his stuff, but he's just been able to locate consistently and just command the ball. And that's what I always talk about in this pod. If you can just command your pitches, if you know how to locate consistently, that just means when the catcher, you know, tells you to throw a fastball and he sets his glove up in a certain area and you know how to actually hit his glove pretty consistently, you're usually going to have a pretty good game. And Zach Allen has been hitting the glove consistently where he needs to be, you know. He's not overpowering dudes, but his curveball has been pretty nice. His fastball has been, you know, striking out dudes at a nice, uh, at a pretty good rate. So this guy, Zach Allen, has been solid so far on the season and I told you this was what was going to happen. I told you he was going to be this good. And he's lived up every he's lived up to the, everything I've said so far now. I want to see how far this can last. If he pitches like this a whole season then then uh seriously, we have to talk about Zach Gallen maybe in this Cy Young conversation, maybe not yet, but if he just goes out there every 
every start, only six innings, you know, two earned runs or less and six strikeouts, he's going to have a pretty good case at the end of the season if he ends up with, you know, I mean, it's so weird because the season's so short, but uh, he's not going to win Cy Young. I don't even think they're actually doing MLB awards, but, you know, if this was a full season, I think he could have been in real consideration to win this award, but he's pitching great. I love what he's doing right now, uh, right now on the mound. He's giving this D-backs team a lot of confidence. You can just see it. When Zach Gallen's on the mound, the D-backs feel like they have a chance to win. They know they just have to put up some runs, and Zach Gallen can do the rest. I tweeted that out last night. I said if D-backs can score at least half the runs they did in the game uh, previously, then Zach Gallen will do the rest. And that's what happened. They didn't score half the runs. They put up five, and it all came late. They came in clutch. And the bottom of the six is when they got going. Christian Walker doubled to deep center to score Starling Marte. Peralta had a single to right to score uh, Walker. Uh, Eduardo Escobar moved to second on that play. And then Andy Young grounded into a fielder's choice with bases loaded. Escobar scored. And that was the end of the bottom of the six. And now the D-backs up three to two after that. And then all of a sudden, look at that. You got your lead. And so... That was great for the D-backs team to come back in the bottom of the sixth, but then in the top of the eighth, Bregman hits a two-run bomb, so now the D-backs are down again, 4-3, and what they do? Cole Calhoun with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, double to deep right, scoring two, and that's a walk-off double for Cole Calhoun. The man, I'm going to give him MVP of this series because what he did in the game previously were two runs inside the park home run. He had another RBI, and then what he did today, or not today, but last night with that walk-off double, man, Cole Calhoun has been on fire recently. He's picking up that batting average, striking out less, and he's just doing overall for this team a lot more. And this team as a whole, this offense as a whole, is starting to look a lot better. Last night, runners in scoring position, they were – Five for ten in those situations. That's 500%. They're going, you know, <laughs> if half the time you're getting a, a hit or a run scored and runner, with, with runners in scoring position, you're going to win a lot of games. You have to come through with runners in scoring position. That's what the D-backs did last night. They got another 11 hits, which is, which is pretty impressive, honestly. 11 hits is a good amount. They only struck out three times, so... D-backs offense after this, the last two games have really been picking up. They've been making the contact. They've been coming through with the runners in scoring position. They've been walking, uh, not walking less, but they've been striking out less, and they've been walking more, I can say, because they've been, they've been getting on base a little bit more. So I love what I see, and they actually, if it's, it's actually a crazy thing, but they beat the Astros in this series. They took two out of the three, and so now the D-backs are moving in the right track. They're still Four and a half games back in the division, but they're five and eight now. Their record's looking a lot better. I mean, they're only one win back from the Astros in the win column. So this D-backs team is starting to pick it up a little bit. And, you know, they can pick it up all the way to the playoffs. They have the – I keep telling you guys, they have the talent to do it. We see what Zach Allen can do. He did it last night. Uh, Alex Young came in. He pitched a nice inning. Stephon Crichton finally, you know, gave up two earned runs. It was his worst probably outing of the season. But Andrew Chafin came in. He only pitched a third of an inning, but did well. Did well, and then Junior Guerrero has been great on the season. He actually got the win last night. I would have loved to see Zach Allen got the win, but this team they they look like they're starting to come alive a little bit after the last two days. They've been better with those runners in scoring position. Like I said, they just seemed more clutch and a little bit more confidence and patience and patient at the plate. You know. The issue when they started the season, especially against the Padres, they had so many 0-2 counts. They, they like, led baseball through the first three games with 0-2 counts, but 
since then, you can just see it when you watch these games. They're a little bit more patient. They're a little bit more relaxed. And maybe it's because they needed those 10 games to get back into the groove of baseball. Now, it's time to start picking it up. You're not going to – you don't have a lot of time left, you know. We're already done with six of the season. And this D-backs team – if they want to make this playoff run, it has to start now. And it has to start tonight against the Padres because that's the team in your division. They're ahead of you in the standings. I mean, every team in the division is ahead of the D-backs in the standings. But that shouldn't be the case. They have too much talent on this team. They got a rotation that is underperforming. But if they could get back on track, this team will definitely make a, a playoff run. And I still believe they're not, out, they're not out of the playoff race yet. There's still too much left in the season to say that. And I would love to see the D-backs in the playoffs, just like I love using Postmates. Because if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're, see while you're still eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now, when I order food from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They have also Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout for my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. We can download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain store front. Wind are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to this D-backs conversation. And let's talk a little bit about tonight's game, and specifically Luke Weaver, because this guy, Luke Weaver, he, he kind of reminds me of a Robbie Ray because you can see the talent. This guy, he, he has the stuff. He's got the fastball. He's got the curveball. He has a pretty nice arsenal. He has nice stuff. I know people love to throw that. I know people love to throw that word out there, but... Luke Weaver does have does have nice stuff. You can just see on the mound when Luke Weaver's on, this dude is actually kind of dominant. I mean, 
he's been giving up a lot of runs on the season. I mean, his stats on the year are not impressive. On the year so far, Luke Weaver has given up 12 earned runs. He went, he gave up six earned runs and back-to-back starts, and that's just not going to really do you anything. I mean, he's only he gave up six earned runs on seven hits and two walks in just three and a third innings in that first game against the Padres. So he's playing the Padres again today, and we'll see what he can do. I mean, on the season, as I mentioned, the 12 earned runs and only, what, 7.1 innings pitch? That's, that's atrocious. You're not gonna you're not gonna win any ball games with a pitcher pitching like that. But on the reverse side, why I say he's like a a Robbie Ray is because his strikeout per nine is thirteen and a half. Weaver has eleven strikeouts and only seven and a third innings pitched, so he can get guys out. That's not the issue. Just like a Robbie Ray, the issue is not striking guys out. They have the stuff when they locate. As I always say. These guys are strikeout maestros, but the issue is every time they miss, they get shelled. These guys, when they miss, they miss bad, and it's always left over the middle of the plate, and these batters are just teeing off on these guys. Luke Weaver has been no exception to that rule. He's been getting hammered. He's given up 14 hits in that seven and third innings. So his hits per nine is actually 17.2, even higher than his strikeouts per nine. His walks per nine is 6.1, so... He's had issues walking, guys. He's had issues with the hits. He's had issues with the home runs. He's given up three home runs in his two starts, so that's not too good either, considering last year in 12 starts, he only gave up six home runs. So Luke Weaver, you know, you see him on the mound. You you see this guy. You see what he does with his arm. He's 6'2 on the mound. He's lanky. He kind of reminds me of Randy Johnson when I squint. Still only 26 years old, but... Will he ever live up to to that Goldschmidt trade? I don't know. Right now, Carson Kelly, he's struggling a little bit. Uh, Luke Weaver, as I keep saying, he's been getting shelled. So right now, that Goldschmidt trade doesn't look, you know, phenomenal. And it's not like Goldschmidt has been, you know, batting with his hair on fire. He's not playing like a man with his hair on fire out there in St. Louis. But I think a Goldschmidt in this lineup right now would probably be pretty nasty. And then you could DH like a Christian Walker. Just imagine what a Goldschmidt would look right now on this team. And last year, Goldschmidt, you know, isn't, he had a pretty down season. Maybe it's because he did get traded from the D-backs. But still 34 home runs, still 97 ribbies, still 350 OBP. So Goldschmidt was still doing some pretty Goldschmidt things last year. And it just makes me wonder if, you know, this is going to be Luke Weaver for the rest of the season. Or maybe this is just Luke Weaver. We saw some really great flashes last year from Luke Weaver. So I'm confident that... I don't know if I'm confident, but I still believe there's hope that Luke Weaver could turn this around. I mean, he had a 2.94 ERA and 12 starts. He only gave up 20, 21 earned runs and 64 innings pitched. So there's no reason why he can't get back to that guy. He, I don't know what's the issue with him. Is it mechanics? It could just be a lack of confidence. I don't know what it is, but this D-backs team is starting to get rolling. This offense looks like it's starting to come through, uh, you know, in the clutch with runners in scoring position. But... This pitching is still going to be the factor, the key to this, because offense will come and go, but you can never downplay good pitching. So Luke Weaver needs to go th- go out there and have a good start today. The D-backs are, play, uh, are facing Zach Davies, who, hasn't, who they haven't matched up against yet this season, so this will be the first time seeing Zach Davies, and this is the Padres' second time 
seeing Luke Weaver. So we'll see what kind of recipe that means. You know, maybe that works out for the D-backs since they, this is a new guy who hasn't seen the D-backs. The D-backs haven't seen him. So maybe that could work out for the D-backs in their favor. Or maybe it could work out in the Padres' favor for facing a guy like Luke Weaver a second time and already knowing his tendencies and what he likes to throw. Maybe they could just pick up on it again and, you know, crush him again tonight. But we'll see how this game goes. I, you know, this D-backs team has given me some confidence these last two days. The The players are really starting to come through, at least on the offensive end. And then the pitching, uh, we're, we're starting to get there a little bit. The bullpen has been pretty solid. Zach Gallon, as I always mention, has been good. But... Merrill Kelly's been pretty good, too, but Madison Bumgarner needs to get together. Robbie Ray needs to get together, and Luke Weaver needs to get it together. Because right now, Luke Weaver and Robbie Ray are in the same boat for me, but I, I, I would probably say Luke Weaver probably has a little bit of a longer leash just because of the investment we have in him because of that Goldschmidt trade. He has a little bit more. We, we have a little bit more invested in him as a D-backs organization than a Robbie Ray right now. He Robbie Ray could probably be a free agent at the end of this year or a possible trade candidate at the deadline. I think for Luke Weaver, no matter what, he's going to be on this team at the end of the year. But the real question is, can we see a Luke Weaver be optioned? Maybe a Robbie Ray? Can we see a Luke Weaver uh, be moved to the bullpen? Because I feel like Luke Weaver, a lot of his issues has been uh, later in the game, in those middle innings. It hasn't been early in the game. I feel like, you know, usually in the first three innings, Luke Weaver has been pretty solid before he gets shelled uh, later in the game. And if I take a look at his splits, we'll see if that bears out with me if this thing ever loads up. But just watching Luke Weaver in that last game, you could see it, how he struggled as we got into that fourth and fifth inning. I don't I don't even think he got to the fifth inning. As he got to that fourth inning, he really started to struggle. And, you know, when batters start to see you that second, third time through, they usually get a little bit more confident. They have a, a little bit better understanding of what you're doing at the plate, and that could be the reason why. It could be because Luke Weaver, when he goes through that second time through the lineup, how much he struggles because I got the numbers here now. And my suspicion was confirmed. If you look at Luke Weaver through the first three innings, batters are batting 250, a 310 OBP. They only have six hits. They only have, let me see, his ERA is a 1.5 in innings one through three, but innings four through six, he's getting absolutely shelled. Oh, he has one earned run. He's only given up one earned run through two starts and though in innings one through three, but innings four through six, his ERA, you could believe this, is a 74.25. 74.25 because he's given up 11 earned runs and 1.1 innings pitch. And in innings four through six in two starts, he's only pitched a third uh, uh, inning and a third in those three innings. He hasn't even made it to a six inning. So in an inning and a third, he's pitched during that time in innings four through six. He's given up 11 earned runs. So so that right there just shows you that the second time through that lineup, these batters are just teeing off Luke Weaver. So that's really the biggest area that, need, that I need Luke Weaver to work on. That second time through that lineup, he needs to get better. Luke Weaver, that third time through the lineup because he gets shelled uh, it gets crushed so early in ball games. So, Luke Weaver, you have to go out there tonight, and you gotta you gotta come through for this D-back team because they got two wins in a row. They got back-to-back -back wins. Robbie Ray didn't do us any favors. That was all the offense that day. But Zach Allen came in. He held his own through six innings, and the D-backs offense came through late. And also, one more thing about last night's game: shout out to Brandon Belak, my high school alum. 
Uh, I told you guys, I got exactly what I needed. A no decision for Belak. He went five innings. He shut down the D-backs. And the D-backs offense came through late and had a walk-off. Just like I wanted. So thank you, Brandon Belak, for that. Thank you, D-backs, for that, for coming through on both of my predictions yesterday. But Luke Weaver, I need you to go out there and dominate today because I'm tired of Javi Reyes giving me crap on Twitter about the Padres be, being better on the D-backs, being better than the D-backs. I've told him I didn't like the Padres team this year. And right now, I'm looking like a fool because this D-backs team is pitching awful. The D-backs aren't winning a lot of games, and a lot of it has to do with pitching. So, Luke Weaver, pick it up tonight and get us a dub so I can rub it in Javi Reyes' face. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Hope everyone tuned in today and go back and listen to the rest of this week's podcast if you missed out on any of them. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.